how are you guys? I hope you're having a wonderful day. Welcome to episode number 25 of Listen, titled Take 25, How Can I Turn My Passions Into Careers? I'm your host, Rupal Goyle, but you can call me Roops. This is a show where I give hot takes and social commentary on topics I really do have some business giving hot takes about, I'd say, but I do it anyway. Each week, I cover a different topic with a super cool and qualified featured guest. This week, I'll be chatting with my lovely friend Lauren about how to intersect your passions with your job. We break down her journey in choosing a career path while still doing the things she loves. My guest this week is an event and wedding planner and designer. She has her own business as well, is a self-starting badass, and I've had the pleasure of knowing her for over 10 years, so I've had the joy of watching her grow into an entrepreneurial icon. Now, without further ado, let's roll. Lauren, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello. Hello, Rupes. Or Rupal. I just call her Rupal. But um, hi, everybody. My name is Lauren. I am an event planner, designer um, based here in St. Louis. And I've known Rupal forever since high school. I think she said 10 years. It's crazy to think about that. Um, So yeah, my career, I've grown just always wanted to be in the hospitality business and in the industry. And I've always focused on doing that. You have been so consistent. Like I have to say that you from high school taking like the business courses to working in, if I remember correctly, Sarah's cake shop, right? Like very just Lauren is a very creative, Mm -hmm. um, interesting engaging persons like your personality from girl of course like seeing you take the best parts of who you are and turn it into your life your career is so encouraging and empowering for the rest of us who are still kind of trying to figure out (laughs) figure out what we're doing what we like and how to make our passions our careers and you have really done that you have taken this very interesting creative aspect of you and applied it in a career journey and it's just so so amazing to see that trajectory for you so what I wanted to ask you is how did how did it come to be like how did you realize that you wanted to go into event planning in this creative creative path oh gosh well I think it really starts kind of back like as a kid my mom always threw me and my sisters these really cool elaborate birthday parties which for the listeners who don't know, RuPaul obviously know I'm a triplet of three girls. So when growing up, we always had, my parents always made something kind of more bigger ordeals because obviously there's three of us to cater to. Um, so I grew up in this really fun aspect of parties and events. Um, and I think that's where I first like opened my eyes to it. But um, it really wasn't until I started working at the bakery that you talked about Um because originally I thought I just wanted to open my own bakery. I love sugar. I still do. I was eating cookie before we started this. Like, you know, it's fine. But um, it was at the bakery where I got into the world of wedding cakes and started to realize like, I don't want to be behind the scenes baking the food. I want to eat it. And when I finally was able to move up front to be with the customers, I really liked that front facing aspect, customer face to face um, basis and realized like, I just don't want to be in a bakery. I wanted to look into the world of events. So from there, I decided to go to a country club that was very close to our high school, my house as well, um, and wanted to be a banquet server there because I realized like, well, if I want to plan events one day, like I need to know how to work them. So I eventually 
went there, asked for a job, got one for the summer right after we graduated high school and spent three months learning how to do room sets, um, how to do banquet event orders, which is like the whole catering list of menus that you'll see at venues and um, just understanding what goes on behind the scenes, how to put together an event. Um, and of course, like how to serve and that stuff too. Um, so then I could really like learn in college um, and beyond, like then what goes into planning it? Because I personally believe like you can't, you're not a good planner unless you know how to work it. And that's just like a personal belief of mine. So, so this was, you know, you knew you did, you did this high school job and you were like, this is, this is what I really like. Yeah. I mean, to put in perspective, I walked to the bakery um, before I was technically working age and asked for an unpaid internship because I just wanted to learn so much how to do every everything. So I actually like I was working almost as like an unpaid dishwasher, which sounds so bad to the bakery as I say it out loud, but it's just true. Like for almost like a month before I started to get to bake food and everything. And then they offered me a job for when the school year started and I actually turned 16 over the summer and stuff. So like, don't worry, it wasn't for long. And I still loved it, but I walked to work almost every day. And I um, was, that's like how motivated it was. I was like, well, if I want to do this, like I got to start learning and realize if it's something I'd like or not. And that's when I learned like, oh, I don't like this. I want to do this instead. So um, yeah, it's really been from a young age. I've been very much like a go-getter in that sense of always trying to I guess, figure out what is it that I want to do and how can I learn how to do it? Exactly. Starting with the elaborate birthday parties and going to now you're the one planning the elaborate events. Right. Coming full (laughs) circle. It is. It's really coming full circle. It's real fun because at least for my now I have a little brother and now I can plan his birthday parties, which is really fun. And that's oh coming up. Gosh. So I got to I gotta do that. So I got to get on that one, actually. But <laughs> I mean, so. it's, it's probably so interesting seeing, you know, the place you grew up in St. Louis and going back there and now planning events for people you probably know. And yeah. now you're such an important person in their life. It's really interesting. I actually have a couple of brides from our high school. And it's just really fun to be a part of and to be like doing their events and their weddings and like being able to help them go down the aisle. It's just like, we had classes together, you know, we grew up together and now like I'm helping you get married. And I think it's just like such a rewarding thing for me. Um, Like you said, it's just really cool to plan these events and big celebrations and moments for people's lives that like you get to be a part of. And it's just, it's a really awesome and rewarding thing. And for me, at least. Exactly. That's what you get to do. You, you get to curate moments. Yes. You know, curating it's like one of my favorite words and it's used a lot in my industry but like (laughs) especially nowadays with the pandemic I'm like people want curated experiences and it's just really fun to do that for people exactly the personalized touch and especially like I mean you guys Lauren is so competent like that goes without saying obviously but you know I follow your Instagram. We're going to shameless plug LZ event co on here. Okay. It's not even shameless. It's not shameless. It's bold. <laughs> it's daring. But I mean, you, you put so much thought and care and you can tell that it comes from a place of really deep, like appreciation and love for your craft, yeah. which is important. And- And the one thing too, with my Instagram right now is like, obviously like my business is new. So a lot of the content you'll see on there are come from like people who inspire me in the industry. And I share that because one, like 
for me, it's like, I want to be able to share the love of those industry professionals, but also like show people like what my personal style is when it comes to planning events, I'll do whatever your style is, like whatever you want in a event or a wedding, like you tell me I'll create it, but I do have my own style. And I try to craft that Instagram or social media to attract those types of clients. Um, so I'm excited for the day where it's, you know, mostly or all of my own work. But at the same time, like there is a lot of thought that goes into it. I spend a shameless amount of hours on Pinterest <laughs> trying to figure out which one I'm going to pin next. What am I going to show like in showcase of what I want to do and try to get that type of client to come my way. It's yeah, it's ridiculous how much time I spend on Pinterest, honestly. I mean, as you should, just count it as research. That's all it is. It, I mean, truthfully, it, it's work. It's, it's work. work. You're doing it's work. It's social great. media is work. Social media yeah. is work. Running a social media account is a lot of work. Yeah. But it is. How, what did you end up doing um, post high school graduation? What was your like trajectory of education to career from there? So yeah, post high school, I went to University of Missouri or Mizzou um, and went to their hospitality program. Um, I knew right away I wanted to go into their program One, I just, I loved Mizzou. Um, I know some people in St. Louis shit on it, but I love it. Um, It was the best time of my life. And um, I definitely felt like I grew as a person there, Um, not just like as a professional, but as an individual as well. But at the hospitality program, they have four emphasis areas food and beverage, hotel and lodging, sports venue management, and conference and events. So originally, I signed up for food and beverage because I thought that's what I wanted to do. And I almost immediately switched into conference and events as soon as I arrived because that's I just knew right away I wanted to be an event planner. Um, so I had the emphasis of conference and events. But the nice thing was for the hospitality program at Mizzou, we still took courses in all the other fields. Um, to get a w- well-rounded experience. And then it kind of came down to like your capstone and your later courses when you would take some in just your own like emphasis area. So I did the conference and events emphasis for hospitality management, as well as a business minor. And through my business minor, I actually took a couple entrepreneurship courses. And that like, really, I think spurred my love into entrepreneurship and the idea of owning my own business one day. You did the segue for me. I was just about to ask you, like, how did you how did you springboard into going from like a traditional post college job to having your own business? Well, that's partly due to the pandemic. So after college, I was working for Marriott International um, in their Voyager program, which was this incredible program for post college graduates. Um, and it's almost like a college major. You got this emphasis area, but in a hotel field. So I was an event management voyager and I actually was in Des Moines, Iowa, right out of college. And, um, for the Des Moines Marriott downtown, I got to be one of their, um, hotel event managers. So my full-time job was an event manager. I had a ton of events, but I also, as a voyager, um, was training in all other aspects of the hotel, um, to get this well-rounded curriculum educational experience. So that was what I was doing right after college. Unfortunately, my time there cut cut short due to the pandemic. I was luckily able to graduate the day before my furlough started, which was awesome. I got to finish my program and inc- complete everything that I wanted to complete, which was very much like an accomplishment for myself. I was, you know, I was so sad to leave. Like I was very happy. I f- was able to finish what I went there to do. Um, but basically like the pandemic hit, I got my furlough and I immediately packed my bags and moved back to St. Louis and moved in with my boyfriend. So it was either my parents or my boyfriend. 
course, with my boyfriend, um, still to get like doing good. That's great. And it was from there, I was sitting at home for almost nine months, like trying to find a job. And I'll be honest, like that was the hardest time I've had, I think, finding a job. I know a lot of us have, but I've been very fortunate in the past to get lay in positions I've always wanted. And sometimes like in that first round interview or like the first job I would go after, I would get. And um, which again, very fortunate that that happened to me. So this was a big struggle for me. Um, I was luckily able to work part-time at Cosmopolitan Events here in St. Louis, which is an event planning company I interned for in college. Um, I reached out to them when I moved back and asked them if they had part-time work. And they somehow, on um, good graces, did. And so I've been working for them, um, or was, up until about two weeks ago, actually. Um, and then it was about, I think, August of 2020. I was actually visiting my boyfriend's family in Kansas City with him. And I was looking on Pinterest and I was like, oh, what's a Pinterest business account? And I clicked it. And then I thought I was looking at more information. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, welcome to your new business account. And I was just like, okay, I started my own business. And that was that. Like literally I was sitting by the pool, like sunbathing and was like, all right, I started a business on Pinterest. Let's let's go just go from here. So that's literally how it started, which doesn't sound great. But I was sitting there, I was like, what should I name it? Oh, LZ Event Co. I love that. Like, that's very me. It's like my brand. And then from there, I was like, well, I need a website. And so I actually had an old website from a floral design class on Wix that I just updated and created to make my new website. And then I was like, I need pricing. And just it kind of trailed down from there. And now here I am and have a business. So what that entrepreneurial class, that entrepreneurship class just paid off literally in spades yeah. and you didn't even mean it like you didn't mean for it to happen it just did it didn't and it it came down to the point for me that it was just like you know i know how i want to plan my own events i know the market and kind of the type of clients that i want to be able to get i um through my old job and internship i was working more in the luxury market which is such a fun market and a really fun one to get back to one day but at least when i was in des moines for marriott i was getting some more like that middle range um, to clients. And I just gravitate towards those ones more. I think I'm not saying like the luxury isn't fun at all. I absolutely love the luxury event, but it's such a saturated market. Um, I mean, industry is in general, I should say, but um, I just know like the type of clients I want to go after and what I want to do as a business owner and planner. So I was like, even though it sounds like why start a business in pandemic, I was like, there's no better time than ever. So yeah, exactly. that's literally how that came about. And there's no, like, there's really no, like, negative to you going after this, right? I mean, you know everything. No. Yeah, there's no, the like, literally the only negative right now is, like, just not booking as much. Um, yeah. But, like, the other thing with that, too, is there is a lot of planners where I live. And also, I just started a new job that's also in the events industry. So trying to balance my weekends and to see, like, you know, what am I going to be available for? Like, that's one of the main reasons I'm just not booking as much right now. But um, so it's just like trying to find that balance. But the cool thing, like you said, there's no lose because with your own business, like if I want a free weekend, like I don't have to take an event if I don't want it. Or if there's a, an event that I get an inquiry for that, like, I don't think I want to like, you know, plan that event either. I'm not saying I would do this right now because like I want all business I can get, but I don't have to take it if I don't want to. Like, and that's a nice thing about my own business. I can say no or I can say yes to things I like want to do and don't want to do. So like I really love having that power and being able to like 
put things in control in my own hands. Interesting. When you were talking about doing luxury in my head, I was like, one day I have this feeling that you're going to either do a celebrity wedding in New York or LA. And I can't decide which coast, which one would you rather do? Probably right now, LA. I trend style wise to go more towards the West Coast. It's just like funny because my sisters are both like on the East Coast and whatever. And I love the East Coast, but I think style wise right now, I gravitate towards the West Coast. So I think it'd be really fun to do one like LA or something. I mean, really, my my end all goal is to do destination events one day. That is my big dream to do. And for me, destination could literally be like going to like Kansas City. Like, it's like if it's I'm going more than like 50 miles away it's a destination. <laughs> that's to me. a destination. That's so a destination. Like, <laughs> I mean, true. So like I were like Colorado or something. It doesn't have to be out of the country. Obviously, like that would be like the end all be our goal. So like any of you listeners out there getting married at some cool places and want to plan or like hit me up. Like, <laughs> like the aesthetic is there. She has it. I I got you. I got you on aesthetic and everything trends it's like I love following but yeah like you said LA is probably what I would gravitate towards first I like the warm you know I like being warm you it's the vibe I think looking from your content that's your vibe it is it's my vibe but I think you know I really respect people that go into business and that do you know entrepreneurial things that's not easy it takes a lot of the only word I can think of right now is gumption. <laughs> it takes a lot of guts and gumption, right? To go into something that yeah. feels very different and scary and it unknown. Is. Like I, my fear of the unknown makes me think, whoo, could I do that? Not right now. But like you yeah. usually you went for it. We knew that from when you were going in pre-16 years old trying to get this job <laughs> where you would want to like, you know, like you had that go-getter attitude. Yeah. But what what traits do you see in people that like especially women in entrepreneurship like how has that experience been for you because I know we we all need more powerful women in business and I love seeing powerful women in business Mm -hmm. and seeing you do something that lines up your passions with your career goals in business is super exciting for me and for a lot of people listening probably because we're all kind of trying to figure out what we want yeah I mean, especially my industry, being an event planner, it's very women dominated. Um, And one thing that I see that like for especially the planners that like I really respect and admire, they're go-getters. Like you said, like they will go after something on their own. They're not going to sit around and wait back for stuff to come to them. They're like cold calling. They're reaching out to other vendors or trying to get, you know, those connections and stuff made to try to like build on relationships and create referrals. They're very I think empathetic is one. And that's like a trait that like I've, I like, I know that I've always had and one that like, I always like try to have, but as well, like they're very, I think just like personable and approachable as well. Like, and I think that's something, especially in the hospitality industry, like it's a people facing industry. Um, So for all those women, why can I talk entrepreneurs um, for all of them, like that I see and work with at least like they have to be very like friendly and a people person to be able to succeed because that's how they get their business. Absolutely. It's just the, just knowing how people work, knowing what makes them tick. It's like you mm-hmm. have an extra added layer of psych. Yeah. It, your you job. Like, 
yeah, it kind of is. And also the other one I think is really important, especially in the hospitality events industry is people and vendors, especially like working together is the willing to collaborate. Um, We collaborate a lot in this community and it really like ticks me off or put like, like doesn't like it when I try to like ask a vendor for something and they're not willing to collaborate. Like, and I don't mean like that, like saying like I asked them to a solid shoot and they're like, oh, like we just don't have the time right now. We're doing Hubble. Like, that's fine. But like, I've had one, once I reached out to a photographer and she literally basically told me like, oh, like I don't have time to answer your like five minutes, 10 minutes of questions that you have for me. Um, but actually I'm doing like these paid classes and stuff. So you can like basically pay me and to do this. And it was just, and then she unfollowed me on Instagram. I was like, what the heck? And so, cause I'm like, all I wanted to do was like, I was complimenting you and just wanted to ask you questions. And so, and I still admire her work. She does incredible work, but, um, it just was one of those moments where I'm just like, here you have is someone who's admires you, looks up to you and you're not willing to give them the time of day. And to me, like that's very off-putting. And I think that people just need to be able to collaborate to succeed in this business. And again, very successful person, but it was just very like, you know, like, it's just like off-putting like to be able to have someone say that to you and you're like, okay, well, like, how am I supposed to do that? What, what am I supposed to do with that? I should say. So it's, you know, it's, we all need good mentors, right? good coaches and Mm -hmm. good supports. And so, especially in an area where you're new and you don't understand when you reach out to someone and ask for help, that shouldn't be like thrown back in your face. That feels, yeah, no, that would also make me a little. And the other thing too, like as a planner, like obviously I have a lot of friends who always ask me questions about planning their wedding and, or who are in the process right now. And I'm never going to be the type of person, like if they ask me a question and be like, well, you're not one of my clients. Like, no, like you ask, ask me a question. I'd be more than willing to help or give you a referral, even if you're not one of my clients, as long as I have like the few minutes to answer, like, cause that's going to go such a long way. Cause maybe they can't book me or afford me, but they might have someone else who can, and they can be like, you know what? Lauren really helped me out with these two or three things. So I'm going to refer this person to her and then I book business. So it's just, just like always be willing to help and collaborate, I think goes such a long way for me and just other people in the industry in general. It's just basic networking. Well, yeah, that right. Right. Like (laughs) like, networking is key. (laughs) Networking is key. And networking is also, it's not just like people try to really make it out to be you using someone and them using you back. Right. But it should be creating relationships that last longer than like whatever your need is. Right. Like you might need someone to help you out with a job application or something like that. But the relationship you build with them, you don't, you don't know what's going to come down the road. Right. And so I just did my first ever styled shoot, um, which for people who don't know the event industry, that's basically when you put on a fake event with the vendors, but you create it in this way that it's like super in and trendy to what in like, or just what you want to design. So for me, it was so fun because I got to do this really fun, trendy event and collaborate with some incredible vendors that I really look up to and admire. And it was all like women as well, which was so fun. It was just like this completely like girl powered style shoot. It was just, it's such a fun day. Um, you can see all these Instagram photos up on my Instagram, I should say. But um, from that, like, 
I needed, you know, like a photographer, I needed a girl who provided a donut wall. And now I've had multiple of them like try to refer me and I might not book the business, but like on, we're in this like fun little wedding vendor group for my area. And if anyone ever says like, oh, this person needs a planner. Like I had three of them like last week be like, oh, you need to contact Lauren. And so like, it was just really like, made me feel really good to be like, I feel it's able to build that relationship. Like I needed them to provide their services for me. And we had such a great time and connected so well, but now that they're referring me to other people and it's just like, like you said, like networking, it's just so key in that aspect because that's how you grow and you're never going to grow if you don't network in that sense. Exactly. You never know who you're going to meet and you don't know who they know. Like you, you want that to get bigger and bigger, right? And if you remember in St. Louis, like it's a lot smaller than you think, especially in my industry. Like, yes everyone knows everyone and it's crazy yes st louis is small that's why you are the shining iconic star Stop. <laughs> no you are oh my god thank you the best st louis in to come out thus far other than me of course obviously. i mean obviously <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because i always said i never wanted to go back to st louis and here i am and i absolutely love it so that's that's great <laughs> i mean i will never stop my never-ending pitch for you to move to new york city but you know I mean, I love visiting New York City. I want to go back. <laughs> I don't, I visited there a year ago. It was there a year ago, like right before the pandemic. And um, it was so fun. I absolutely loved it. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't think I could ever live here. Yeah, you're really. I'm I'm yeah. a <laughs> best girl at heart. And I'm, I'm not afraid to say it. I'm a total Midwest girl at heart. It's fine. It's, you know, it was really funny. Like my midwestern values and just the way i was raised really had me getting chewed up and spit out the first two weeks <laughs> i was in new york it took oh me gosh, i had to really get over it very quickly how many times did you say oops sorry like oh my god i was literally <laughs> just about to say oh my gosh i remember the first time i rode the subway <laughs> the first time i rode the subway and i you know it's crowded and you're gonna jostle people and step on them or whatever and pe- people just ignore you but mm. i accidentally stepped on someone's toe and they had open-toed heels on oh, no. and i i had like tennis sh- I, had, I had tennis shoes i had sneakers on <laughs> and i stepped on <laughs> i stepped on their uh, foot and i was like oh i'm so sorry and doesn't even blink doesn't even look up i'm like oh okay yikes did i hurt that i like make someone mad no that's just how it works like no one cares and so it's the it's like this i've said this john blaney quote before from one of his specials but john blaney in one of his comedy shows was like you could pour soup in my lap and i'd probably (laughs) apologize to you yes (laughs) that's that's i love that midwest that's the midwest in a nutshell it really is it so is and like one thing that I've also like learned being in the events industry, it's like you find yourself apologize. At least I do. I find myself like apologize for a lot of things I can't control and stuff. And like one thing my boss, like at my old job, like told me that she was like, if it's not your fault, like don't apologize for it. Just fix it. Just get it done. Solve the problem and fix it. So like, I'm trying to learn how to stop being like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, what can I do to fix it? Or like, how can I help? And just instead just be like, okay, we'll solve it. And then just be done with it because that's really like all you need to do. So yeah, like you said, the Midwest is that's always apologizing. That's a very hard thing to unlearn, especially for women. Like the apologizing for taking up any sort of space, apologizing for existing, 
you know, it's like, instead of saying sorry, I've started to reframe the way I speak. So like, if I'm running late, instead of saying, oh my God, I'm so sorry I'm late. I'll be like, thank you so much for waiting for me. Or, oh, I'm sorry I didn't get this to you on time. Thank you so much for your patience. When you say sorry, it's like you're putting this weird blame on yourself for something that is not that big of a deal, first of all. But when you thank the other person, it makes them feel better and everyone's happy. Oh my gosh. I I do it all the time. Like I'll just, I'll do it to my boyfriend and I say sorry for things. And he's like, why the heck are you sorry? And I'm like, (laughs) you have nothing to be sorry about. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry for saying I'm sorry. And he's like, sorry. And I'm just like, I can't. Yes. My friend (laughs) like, It's it's a big problem. I feel like it's not just with Midwest, but like you said, women too. It's just like drilled in our brains to always apologize. And I, I'm trying to unlearn that right now. No, I love that. I love that you brought that up too. That's something, that's why it's like, that's why it's important to hear from people that have gone through the process, have, you know, set up their businesses, have done the work because mm-hmm. you get to hear from like their mistakes and their growth and what they had to do to succeed. So it's really interesting for me to hear about this from you because, you know, I have, we have gone through the ringer together in right. high school. And then I saw you, you know, progress and grow on social media And so that was really interesting for me. I love seeing people on social media and like how they transform because that means they're going through some sort of crazy radical change in their lives. So, I mean, a lot of my life changed in college. Um, A lot of personal stuff did happen, which I'm just not going to touch on here. But I think as well, like, again, being a triplet and in high school, I was always compared in group to my sisters. And I hated that because I was so different from them. And the three, I mean, the three of us in general are so different, as you know, like one's a theater girl, one was like the band and color guard and all these things. And like, I felt like there was just me, like I played tennis, like I'm, I'll just say it, I'm kind of a basic bitch, like I, I'm okay to own it, like, but that's just who I am. And I just didn't have like a big, like, I don't even want to say the word high school stereotype attached to me, but I didn't. And also like, not to mention like both my sisters are super freaking smart, like um, especially like whether who's in band, like I'm pretty sure she was like a top five of her high school graduating class. And I'm literally sitting here like average, like literally dead center. And it was just so hard for me because I was always getting compared like, oh, like the Ziglets are just like, you know, like these really nice, like sweet, smart girls. And I'm like, yeah, I am, but I'm like not. And like, nothing that nice, but like, it's just, it was very hard to get compared and lump summed um, to that. Not to mention just like, high school in general is never fun where you have bullies and friend group drama and all that stuff. Um, So when I went to college and especially went to one that really none of our friends, I think quotation marks, like we're going and where my sisters weren't going, I made people crack up, but like where I was basically going on my own now to mention Mizzou had like what 90 kids from our high school graduating class go there. Like there's still a lot of us, but I didn't always see them there. Um, I really just felt like I grew into my own person. Um, and finally was able to be myself without the pressures of high school and people comparing me to my sisters, lumping me in with something that I didn't want to be lumped into. Um, and stuff. So like college, I think was a huge growing and turning point for me. I mean, you grew into your individuality. Yeah, I really did. I I really did. I finally felt like um, my own person and all this stuff. And it's just, yeah, I learned to 
be myself. Exactly. You, I mean, I feel the same way, you know, when I left St. Louis and uh, came to Georgia and then my entire family followed suit, that was just like, we needed to do that. You can't, I, I find, and this is a common concept, but like, you cannot experience growth in the place that stifled you for so long. Like you can't stay in one spot where you feel like you're not moving forward and then expect to, you know, actually see any progress in yourself. And so I think the perspective you got of going to college away from your sisters um, gave you that necessary push to like find yourself. Yeah. And that's why now, even though you're back in St. Louis, you have experienced growth and you're continuing to because you forge your own path, which is important. And I'm not near school too. Like I don't live near where we grew up. Like I live a good 20 minutes from there. So like (laughs) just to still be like my own person and also like explore an area that like I wasn't fully used to. But yeah, I I remember it was really important. One time I came back from like freshman year. I was like, I went home to visit a weekend and I just remember my dad just being like, you look really happy. I like, he could just tell like college is what I needed to, I think, grow out of my shell and to like be who I was. And I had those moments, I think, starting starting in high school, but that wasn't because of our high school. That was because I started to join youth group and do things outside of high school that made me happy and made me be who I wanted to be um, more so than just in the grounds of our own like high school and stuff. So like definitely I started to learn how to be my own person, but it wasn't until college that I really was able to like get there. Exactly. I always recommend to people that you know, you might find it comforting to stay within the confines of like your city, your state, your town, your friend group, whatever. But I highly encourage everyone, if you're a little high schooler listening, um, try new things. Yeah. You know, meet new people, live with a different roommate, get a, you know, new dorm person. Just expand a little bit because you can't grow without the discomfort and you won't have that discomfort until you let go of the things that keep you comfortable obviously and contained in your little happy bubble yeah i was able to expand my bubble as you say exactly and now you've just done it all but (laughs) um amazing first of all thank you so much for coming on of course wait i have a quick question i don't know how long it's supposed to be but i have to ask because obviously wedding planner here of course i want to ask you what your favorite wedding trend is and your least favorite like coming from Ooh. you Ooh. and I can say it too but I want to hear yours first because like that's just fun to me favorite and least favorite wedding trend okay this is it's interesting keep in mind I have never been to a uh, Caucasian wedding in my life <laughs> not, so I mean they're, they're kind of all the same <laughs> everything <Spanish>. I <laughs> so funny <laughs> everything I know I know from pop culture (laughs) hey you know that's a huge influence to weddings so true right um so I think okay so something I really like right now is when people do like pop cultured themed not weddings but like Mm -hmm. little accents or details details thank you yes that's the word yeah (laughs) because you're an industry (laughs) expert um like the details right like I'm not asking for a full Harry Potter themed wedding okay like no that would no but having like really cute little details of the things you like like I've seen a lot of like for example like 
birthday parties that are themed of like TV shows or whatever. And like, I'm a huge, Mm -hmm. like, you know, this, you saw me in high school. I'm a huge TV movie geek. My wall was covered in posters. Like I am the nerd very much. So was always, will always be. And so like, (laughs) I thought that was really cute. Um, So I really like those like really personalized, like cultural accents. I love those too. Yeah. My least favorite. Oh my gosh. Or just one that you think is tacky. Like it's yeah. gonna be your least favorite, but okay. So I I do love minimalism. Mm-hmm. Um, so like the kind of work that you have like on your Instagram, I really like that because it's like classy, it's gorgeous, it's elegant, things yeah. like that. Whenever like something is too over the top, that feels tacky to me. Like things that like loud colors or yeah. I don't know. It has to be done right. That's the thing. Exactly, like, exactly. I love using color. I love using color, but it has to be done right. Like you can't just right. like throw a ton of different colors together and be like, it looks great. Like, you know, it's funny. Cause like, I'm like, yeah, that's tacky, whatever. And my big fat Indian wedding is going to be just like every major color under the rainbow <laughs> everywhere. Um, oh no God. rhyme or reason, which when you come, which you will, <laughs> it's going gonna, it's yeah. gonna to be, you will be appalled. <laughs> girl i'll just help you we'll make it we'll make it tasteful it's fine we'll make it tasteful together it's great but my, t- my tasteful wedding <laughs> i love it i love it <laughs> that'll be your destination wedding is de- your destination's india let's do it <laughs> hell yeah i've always wanted to go so let's go i mean lauren step one is for me to find a man and as you know my last podcast episode very clearly detailed out i am lacking in that <laughs> department therefore your first step is actually to find me someone and then you can plan my way. Okay, I'll start looking. I'll start there looking you for you. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Amazing. Well, do you have any final thoughts, comments, messages you want to share? Yeah, I guess final thoughts for me, just for anyone who's listening, what I've done, I've always gone after, like Ruba said, something that I'm passionate about, um, which is planning events. And I've always how I have done my process is like, this is where I want to get to like be one day. How do I get to this point? So I think for anyone out there that has a passion in that sense um, and wants to try to build something, definitely um, figure out what are like three small ways I can get there. Like, and that could just be research. That could be reaching out to someone and networking um, or, you know, watching a YouTube video, but just how research, how to get there. I think it's just like one of the most important ways to do it. And then, you know, obviously try to go, go after it, like be a go-getter, like don't have shame in going after something you love. So I guess that's like my biggest push to anyone who's listening out there um, for that. And if you want to kind of keep up with my business adventures, um, definitely um, follow me on Instagram at LZ event co. Um, or you can find my website is um, lz-eventco.com. Um, there's a link through my Instagram. It might be easier to find. Um, but you can definitely catch up with all my adventures through that. And I will link her Instagram in the um, notes for this pod. Perfect. So you will have access. You can go stock just like I do. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, thank you so much. Um, so happy that you came on here we have come (laughs) such a long way it's been so good to see your face (laughs) (laughs) like bonkers i was looking at old photos on instagram and if you scroll down far enough my personal instagram you will find them of like you and me at homecoming 
we've um, grown so much past that <laughs> in high school we're just like like you know I've mentioned this many times in the pod that I have blocked out effectively most of my high school memories but none with you so oh well that warms my heart thank you <laughs> <laughs> And there you have it, folks. If you ever have any questions about careers, passions, individuality, growth, or how to really figure it all out, please don't hesitate to reach out. I am here for you. These are very weird times, and we could all use a little help and a little joy. So just know that I am always here for you, ready to listen, pun fully intended. As always, thank you for joining me this week on Listen. Make sure to visit our Instagram at Listen with Roops, Twitter at Listen with Roops, or our Facebook, which is also, as you've guessed it, at Listen with Roops. Thank you so much again. Stay safe, stay vigilant, and have a wonderful rest of your week.